Hi guys, this is your host Ola and welcome to the All Things Money podcast where I'm here to discuss all things money from budgeting, saving, investing and everything else in between. So if you haven't been living under a rock, you will know that the value of the pound has significantly dropped in value. The news has made a real deal about this recently that it can be really overwhelming to understand what this means for you and your money. So because of this, I'm joined with Johnny, founder of Millennials with Money, to discuss what the value of the pound means for you and your finances. Hi, Johnny. How are you doing today? Hey, Ola, I'm really good. Thanks for having me on your podcast. You're welcome. Johnny is all the way in Spain, guys. So I'm glad to, you know, that the beauty of technology is that we can have this chat this afternoon. So I'm very excited. Yeah, same. I've been looking forward to this all week as well. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you, obviously, for joining me as a guest on the podcast. For those who haven't heard of Millennials with Money, please introduce yourself to everyone listening. So Millennials with Money is essentially started as a blog and it's evolved into today a YouTube channel where I cover personal finance, investing, saving, and also, you know, the aspects of living abroad, managing your finances from abroad, and recently real estate as well. So I'm originally from the UK and I live in Spain. And as I've kind of gone over the years, I've branched into this expat or person who live in a broad <laughs> <Yep>. niche <laughs> it's kind of the direction my content has taken and I tend to cover you know hot topics in, in Europe so like you know within the rest of Europe and also in the UK as well coming from there so I felt it was right to get in touch with you to to discuss this topic absolutely so I'm actually really intrigued this is obviously I'm putting you on the spot with this but obviously we've seen that you know the pound has dropped what has been the news like been in Madrid about the pound has it been interesting has it been I'm keen to hear what you've heard about it yeah so I obviously I don't see the UK press as much but the fact Mm -hmm. that this has made it into the press in Europe not Mm -hmm. just in Spain but you know the likes of Euro news and all across you know it's big news yeah so it's obviously something that that's sent waves across here you know the rest of the world literally I'm really intrigued to see like you know I asked that question because I'm always keen to hear what the outside are looking at how the outside are looking in on the UK at the moment because it just is chaotic like all of the news that's going on in the UK at the moment I feel like it's just like you said sending shockwaves across like the globe and it's just I think I'm not embarrassed to be British but right now it is very chaotic like very chaotic yeah we'll I guess we'll do our best to avoid the politics <laughs> side of things but yeah. there's definitely definitely been you know the UK has definitely been more on the on the the international press uh, mm-hmm. radar recently let's let's just say yeah exactly <laughs> try to stay impartial obviously but obviously <laughs> <laughs> those obviously may not have heard you know that the pan has dropped so guys I'm filling you in now but Johnny please would you be able to explain what has happened to the value of the pound yeah, exactly. So what we're specifically talking about now, what's specifically being referred to in the news is the recent significant drop that came following the announcement of the mini budget from the new prime minister and the chancellor. So essentially, in, in summary, their mini budget is is a tax cut. And the idea, what many people think is that this is going to be financed through further government debt. And in addition, it goes against you know, the Bank of England's policy of raising interest rates uh, to try and slow down the, the cost of living crisis and inflation. So you've essentially got the government and the Bank of England at odds here. Mm-hmm. Um, and essentially, you know, the, the decrease in the value of the pound shows that investors, you know, their, their belief and their, their faith in the UK economy their confidence in it is going down with, with that new announcement. And it's slightly recovered over the past week, but I don't know if you saw actually in the news today. So Fitch have put a negative outlook now on the UK going forward. And that's also <laughs> seen the pound. <laughs> that's also seen the pound drop a little bit in reaction to that as well. 
the UK is honestly just being battered from all angles at the moment like I'm laughing because if you don't laugh you'll cry but it is actually a joke especially like you've mentioned you know this is mainly a result of the mini budget like you mentioned which we obviously saw as tax cuts to obviously those on the basic rate of pay which is 20% at the moment but it will go down to 19% from April 2023 but then also the Chancellor's decided to reverse his decision on the higher tax band rate so again you're just seeing all these changes would you say that's the main reason why the value of the pound has decreased then Johnny? I would say in the short term yes but if we go as far back as 2016 you know when the first EU membership referendum happened you know the pound since then has has lost a significant amount of value mm-hmm. mainly because of the uncertainty around what would go on in negotiations between the UK and the EU you know it's fluctuated up and down yeah. and it's never really recovered you know to the, the strength that it was prior to the, the outcome of the referendum so yeah Gosh, so I guess obviously with this being said, a lot of people kind of want to understand what a weak pound actually means. So would you be able to explain what a weak pound means for us as consumers or like retail buyers? Exactly. Yeah. So from a consumer perspective, where you're going to see this mainly is on imported goods. And the UK as an island imports a lot of goods, mainly from Mm -hmm. the EU and also from outside the EU as well. So essentially, you know, businesses in the UK are sourcing products from outside of the UK and these contracts are set in non-pound they're non-pound contracts essentially mm-hmm. then to pay the same cost in another currency will cost more in pounds yeah and what you can probably expect in the in the long term maybe not immediately is that these costs will then be passed on to the consumer as a result of you know hedging against the exchange rate yeah that's the most likely impact that you'll see if I, if you want to look at a concrete example, this is going a bit back in the past, but I remember prior to around about that that referendum time, mm-hmm. I was traveling a lot between the UK and, and Europe, and I would see football shirts in in France, for example, they'd be kind of at this stable price in in euros, and then I'd go back to the UK, they'd be a lot cheaper. But then as time went on, you know, even though the price in the EU countries stayed the same in yeah. the UK, it was going up. So yeah. this is yeah. kind of an example in practice of what we might see going forward. Yeah, so I mean, guys, I hate to sound doom and gloom, but we obviously have inflation and then this is probably going to add to the high rising costs of everything. So, yeah, I guess that's probably the main impact we'll see, like Johnny explained, because I know a lot of you guys kind of asked me, you know, what does this actually mean? And I'm glad you kind of brought up that example with, you know, going to France, exchanging your money, which again, I guess a weak pound would now have an impact for travellers, won't it? So how will this now impact people that are looking to go travelling around the globe? Exactly. So similar principle, you know, if you let's take the example of someone who wants to go on holiday to Spain from the UK, let's say that holiday prior to this decrease, let's say it cost a thousand euros this holiday. So if you were to convert your pounds prior to the announcement, let's let's make up an exchange rate, it might have cost you 900 pounds. So you might yeah. go to Spain, that 1000 euro holiday costs you 900 pounds. But let's say someone else who's unlucky and, you know, changes their money afterwards, that same holiday still costs a thousand pounds, but they're going to get, you know, it's going to cost them 950 pounds out of their pocket. So essentially, again, like the same, the same cost in another currency is going to cost you more in pounds. So those holidays are going to get more expensive or those travels. And it's just typical, this budget announcement was made before I go to Switzerland soon and before I go skiing before Christmas. So my holidays... Oh, you got very unlucky there. <laughs> I you did, very I did. There. <laughs> Thanks, Chancellor and Liz Truss. Really, really love you both right now. So yeah, exactly that, isn't it? So now it's like, okay, 
well, uh, to be fair, I wasn't going to exchange into euros because I am the type of person that goes traveling with their Monzo card. But like you said, the exchange rate is going to be pretty rubbish now. So it is going to cost me more money. So I guess, I don't know, Julian, putting you on the spot here. Do you know what the current exchange rate is at the moment at the time of recording? So I can pull up the inverse rate. So give me one second and I'll tell you. Yeah, cool. So the European Central Bank's official rate, so we're on the 6th of October here. So one euro is equal to about 87 pence. So if we were to take that the other way around and convert that into euros, we would have, wait for it, one euro and 14 cents, more or less. That's a, that, That's with the 6th of October rates published by the European Central Bank. Gosh, that is tight, isn't it? Well, you know, it's been worse, I think, particularly last week when the, the announcement came out and just mm-hmm. after them, it went to about one eleven. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, st- st- still not great, <laughs> considering, not great. you know, in uh, 2016, we saw it go as high as, you know, 138. Yeah. So you can see, like, over the long term, how much value the, the pound has lost. Yeah, no, absolutely. So I guess, obviously, you know, it will affect us when we're buying products and when we're looking to travel abroad. But how does a weak pound actually affect our savings and investments as well? Yeah. So before we get into this one, let's start with the caveat that it's very much going to depend on where your savings are, what your investments are in. Mm -hmm. However, when we look at investments, it could actually have a positive impact. And the reason for this, yeah. And so the reason for this is if you think about, you know, a lot of the companies listed in the UK on the FTSE, a lot of them generate revenue from overseas. So whereas we've talked about, you know, things in the UK are going to get more expensive here, we've got the opposite example. Mm -hmm. So you've got the possibility of, you know, someone is going to buy something in pounds, but that's going to cost them less. So they might buy more of it. So that's if someone is buying something in pounds, then it might be cheaper for them. And it will, you know, it might mean that they buy more of it. Or if they're buying it in their local currency, but the company is in the UK, then because there's obviously going to be that squeeze, then it's going to result in more pounds being generated. So if companies are generating more pound revenue, then it could be good for their, their overall performance and perhaps investor confidence as well. So that's that's one positive effect that we might mm-hmm. see. Another positive effect that we might see if we think about if you're investing in ETFs or index funds, if you take, let's say, you know, the global all world uh, index or the, you know, the, the S&P 500, yes. which are perhaps dollar listed assets. So mm-hmm. they're still going to follow the same movement in dollars. But of course, because of those fluctuations in the currency, it, it might result in a, a positive exchange impact from a pound perspective as well. And in terms of savings, you know, this is not directly related to the exchange rate and, you know, a weak pound, but with the Bank of England increasing interest rates, then it might be a good time to to start looking for, you know, savings deposits where you can get better interest rates. So, you know, of course, it's not going to be any, it's still not <laughs> going to be anywhere near the, the current rate of inflation. <laughs> No, thank you so much for explaining that, Johnny, especially when it comes to investments, because obviously I invest in the stock market. So I invest, you know, in the US market and the UK market. So it's actually very interesting to learn about how a weak pound can have some potential positive impacts. I've never seen it from that point of view. So that's actually really good to know, especially when it comes to guys, if you're listening and you're probably not too sure what Johnny meant. But, you know, if more people are purchasing shares in the UK market, what that means is that there'll be higher demand, which then should hopefully push the price of our shares up. So again, if you're investing at the moment, then your share price might increase over time. So again, that's a really good impact, actually. I never knew about that. And also with your savings, like you mentioned, Johnny, obviously with interest rates increasing, like Johnny mentioned earlier, the government and the Bank of England are currently at loggerheads. So I guess, you know, they are 
planning to increase interest rates. So again, looking for the best saving rates on your savings accounts at the moment is very, very key. I don't want to hear no one's currently on 0.4, 0.5% interest in the savings rate. No. At the moment, at the time of recording, I think the interest rate is around 2.25%. So if your savings account isn't nearly matching that, then guys, it's time to switch. Yeah. Not financial advice. Quick disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not uh, yeah, not financial advice, guys, but guidance. So yeah, definitely things to consider there. And also, I guess, you know, there's lots of businesses and small businesses that will be impacted by this change as well. So how does a weak pound actually affect businesses too? Yeah, so I think we touched on it kind of in the, the, the previous two points that we discussed on. So essentially, if you're an import business, a business that imports products from outside of the UK, then you're mm-hmm. you're more likely to suffer because your cost of business is going to increase, particularly if you're buying products in another currency because yeah. it's going to cost you more in pounds. However, if you're an export business, then this is where you, you might see a positive impact because if you're selling your product in another currency... But when you convert it to pounds, then of course that's going to get, generate a higher amount of revenue in in pounds for you. So it, it really depends on the nature of the business. Who, but uh, as you see here, there's winners and losers. Uh, yeah, in, in both cases. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the key here is those winners and losers. So I guess another question that people listening right now probably be wondering: How will this affect the economy going forwards? Well, I think it's most likely, you know, the fact that Fitch uh, today has, has declared a negative outlook kind of for the UK, I think it, it, it kind of says it all really, you know, this is this is not me or you saying that, that's like one of <laughs> yeah. the, the world's top credit agencies giving their their outlook for the, mm, for the UK. Mm. But if I was to kind of give my thoughts on it, I think it's it's going to continue contributing to, you know, the cost of the cost, current cost of living crisis and yeah. inflation, because mm-hmm. overall, if you... As we said, you know, the UK imports a lot of products, a lot of businesses are importing. So ultimately, it's going to result in in higher costs, which, like we say, are likely going to get passed on to the consumer. And that's going to continue contributing to to inflation. And, you know, a lot of people are expecting a recession. And I think it's it's. You know, it's not just in the UK, you know, I think yeah, Europe, yeah. In, the, in the EU and the Eurozone as well, it's very likely to happen. But particularly in the UK, like there's a very high probability of recession. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. what people are saying. It's worrying. And I guess this is a topic of conversation that has been happening for a couple of months now, especially now that we're in October. And obviously we've got the energy bill crisis now as well, contributing to everything else. So I guess, guys, now really is the best time to see if there's ways you can save money or save as much money as you can going forwards as well. So obviously, like Johnny said, price of things will be going up which again you know it's painful it's very painful but I guess like I said you know really really utilizing key saving hacks I've got a couple of podcast episodes about how you guys can save money at the moment so again just do everything you can at the moment and like I said try and look up for the best savings rates as well anything else to add Johnny yeah, I mean I have content on the same stuff particularly looking <laughs> at you know I brought out something earlier this year before you know the energy prices increased on what I thought was going to happen and, and ways that you can possibly save money on energy. I brought out content on how to save money on on food as well. So yeah, absolutely, it's it's great that you know you as well. You want to help people try and save money in difficult mm-hmm. times. But yeah, this this seems to be a particularly difficult time for you know not for everybody really. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that is it as well, isn't it? I think you know. I think the only thing we can kind of seek comfort in is the fact that. It's not just one person suffering this cost of living crisis. I think we're all kind of in this together. So yeah, guys, you know, obviously 
I guess we've spoken about this in a very lighthearted way. But obviously, if you are struggling, I always say this at the end of the pod- most podcast episodes now, if you are really struggling, please reach out to myself or, you know, speak to someone because, again, I would hate you guys to suffer financially in silence. So, yeah, please make sure you can do that if you can. And also, Johnny, I just want to say a huge thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It has been really insightful. Big thank you to you as well. Ola. I really, really enjoyed this amazing so obviously before I let you go I know you know um I know you create lots of great content like you just briefly mentioned if people would like to check you out and millennials with money where can they go to do so so you can find me on YouTube millennials with money uh you can find me on Instagram millennials with money all joined together with a little underscore at the end watch out for the fake accounts because there yes. seems to be flooding Instagram everywhere uh, I've had two this same. week <laughs> It's insane, honestly. So yeah, that's my handle. So and I'll never message you first as well. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And I'm also on TikTok as well. So millennials with money all all joined. Amazing. Brilliant. So I'll leave all of the links to Johnny's handles in the podcast description. So please go and check him out. His content's amazing, especially when it comes to living in Spain. He's just purchased his first property, I believe, haven't you, Johnny? Yeah, November last year, <laughs> almost almost a year now I've been in the yes, property, but yeah. yeah. Exactly that. So there's lots of great content there for you guys to consume. So yeah, thank you once again, Johnny. Thank you, Ola. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of the All Things Money podcast. For more All Things Money, make sure you follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast and make sure you tune back in next week. <laughs>